Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. Well, happy Friday to you, my lovely wife, Kimberly. Happy Friday, Hustle. Hey, you know what we're going to talk about today? What are we talking about? Today, we are going to talk about the power hour. Today's episode is about a technique that we use to create consistent actions in our goals. And the three things that you are going to learn today are, number one, what is a power hour and why do we use it? Number two, what makes up your power hour? And number three, how to implement this into your life with effective time blocking. I totally just felt like I was on a game show. And that's not all. (laughs) Today, we are going to offer for our lovely contestants. Oh my God. Okay. So the power hour. Now, here's the deal. When I first started in network marketing, I felt like I was always drowning and never accomplishing anything. And this is not related to the profession necessarily. I think this is any business, any startup, if you're an entrepreneur and you're starting something new, the overwhelm, the feeling like you're underwater is intense. And then I was introduced to the power hour and all of that changed for me. And I feel like this is really um, applicable to any business. And so I wanted to share it today. All right. So let's start with explaining what a power hour is and why we should use it. So what is a power hour? Okay, so a true power hour is when you do income producing activities without distraction for 60 minutes. Can, can I add, before you go on, can I tell you this? Because when, when I was talking to Lori Harder, who has a great podcast called Earn Your Happy and a book called A Tribe Called Bliss, she, when she was writing the book, she said, I was doing a power hour and I'm gonna just do an hour. After about 25 minutes, the urge to scroll Instagram and Facebook was so compelling, she could not stop. It was painful for her to actually stay focused for that hour and had to train herself to actually say, I am going to sit down and write. It is not as easy as you think. I was sitting next to a guy on the plane on the way back from LA this weekend. I am watching him write a document because he was like in the row in front of me. He's writing a document and then he's going on Facebook, writing a document, going off. I was literally watching this schizophrenic happen. So this is not as easy as you think it is. It's not as easy, but that is the exact reason why you need it. Because if you're trying to get shit done and you're trying to actually like move your business forward if you're starting a new one or whatever it is, you cannot be constantly interrupted and you will get so much more work done if you just focus for one hour on things that actually matter. So as far as um, what it is, you know, like we said, it's one hour where you're not interrupted. So if you have kids, then you need to make sure it's during a time where you're kid free. You can't go on the socials. Turn your phone on airplane mode if you don't need it. No phone calls or anything that are not actually related to income producing activities. Here's the thing. You're going to say, I don't have time because you don't understand my kids have to get up for school. 
Here's the bottom line. Get up earlier. Anytime someone says, I, I don't have time for X, here's how you fix that. Change that. Exchange those words and say, this is just not important to me. So I don't have time to do a power hour. Change that around to, my power hour just isn't important to me. Or my power hour is just not a priority. I don't have time to work out. Working out is just not a priority. See how that feels. I, I'll do you one better. Oh, what are we up one upping I'm each gonna, other? I'm going to one up <laughs> you in the world of mindset and pers- personal development. Take away the power hour. Say I'm not allowed to have the power hour. Pull that from you. See how you feel when you can't do the power hour. But the short answer is you do have the time. You may be a little groggy because you're going to get an hour less sleep. But well, that's if you're waking up first thing in the morning to do it. You can do your power hour any time of day. So we're going to get to that. So power hours are going to help you achieve your results faster because you're focused. It's going to keep you in consistent action and reduce procrastination. It will re-energize you because when you feel like when you tackle a to-do list, you're like, boom, gotcha. I'm on to the next one. Like it gives you energy. Okay. I like that. Boom, gotcha. Boom, gotcha. Boom, I got your boyfriend. I I got got your man. man. (laughs) All right. So what makes up the power hour? The power hour is made up by income producing activities. So use the 80-20 rule. So ask yourself, what are the 20% of the tasks that brings me 80% of the results that I'm looking for? Okay. And these can be in any place that actually is related to producing income. So because that's what business is, right? So customer acquisition, setting up meetings, booking customer calls, sales presentations, following up with any previous presentations to get an answer, a yes or a no, or whatever you're looking for. Team building, training. And by the way, when you're building teams, the you can apply the 80-20 rule. Who are 20% of the people in your team, your sales team, or your whatever it is, that's giving you 80% of the result, that is who you should be training and connecting with and that they would qualify for the IPAs. And then content creation, if it's related to customer acquisition. And so, you know, posting about your, you know, daughter eating ice cream, not an IPA. You can do that later. So I, I, in the mastermind this weekend, um, one of the speakers was a guy named Bedros Koulian, who owns, um, he founded uh, Fit Body Bootcamps. And he said something that was really interesting. And I'm gonna, I want to tie this in a, in a quick second. But basically, he said, stop looking at the likes on Instagram and figure out a way to get leads. Because you can have you know, a million likes every single day. You're like, oh my God, you know, 336 people like my post. How many leads did you get? Because if you didn't get any leads, then you got this vanity metric that is bullshit. So don't delude yourself. Don't be caught up in the seduction of social media and the likes. Look at how many likes I got. It means shit. Tell me how many leads you got. But it feels so good. But it feels so good. (laughs) Number three, how to implement this into your life with effective time blocking. Kim, do you want to talk about time blocking or want me to talk about time blocking? Well, I, I got a couple of things to say. So I'll say it. You fill in where you feel you need to interrupt because... you. Betcha. <laughs> so time blocking, this is all about reserving a segment of time in your calendar for a certain task. That's what time blocking is. And yes, my husband is the master of this. He literally has freaking time blocks for when he brushes his teeth, takes a shit, whatever else he does during the day. Like, Did you just say take a shit? I sure did. Holy shit. <laughs> Pun intended. I sure did. So you want to time block your calendar 
for things that you focus on a particular task that are going to improve your productivity. So here's what you need to decide. What are you time blocking? So time block non-negotiables like workouts, kids events, your weekly meetings that happen consistently. Anything consistent in your life, time block that. Okay, And then look at that framework and figure out where are you going to put your power hour? Okay, So what is the first one? When is the second one? When are you best? Rob, when he's getting creative and he's doing these long-form interviews, and he does a lot of research and he does a lot of creative interview question stuff, he's always telling me, I'm best in the morning. I need to do it in the morning. I can't do it at night after a day. So when are you at your best for the actual activities that are in your power hour? Are you a morning person, a night owl? When can you be 100% distraction-free? How many days are you committed to working on your power hour? And look at that time block that you created. You got your non-negotiables, your workouts, your kid events, your weekly meetings. When are the times that you know you can fit that hour in and it's not going to be shifted by something else? And then the last thing I have to say, and my husband is chomping at the bit over there to talk. I haven't done anything. You are chomping at the bit. I can see it. (laughs) Where are you going to do this power hour? So time blocking is useless if you are distracted. So if you're thinking, I'm going to go to the park and I'm going to let my kid play on the swing set and I'm going to do my power hour, that is not the answer. Okay, You have to find a place that makes you inspired, that leads you to being able to be productive and have an environment that is distraction-free. So find that environment for you. So what are you time blocking? When are you doing it? And where are you time blocking? And Rob, go. You did an amazing job. I only have a couple of quick little things to add. There's a book called um, When by Daniel Pink. If you haven't read it, read it. Basically, we go through three stages through the day. In the morning until about noon, we're in the peak. That's This is most people. If you're a night owl, this is reversed. But for most people, like 90% of the population in all the research that he's done, in the morning, we're in the peak. The peak lasts until noon. In the afternoon, between 12 and 4, we go into the trough. The trough is where we start to dip. That's the Snickers bar time where we just, our cognitive ability just isn't that strong. That's my e-shot time. And then at 5 p.m., we go into recovery. It's not quite as good as the peak, but it's not quite as bad as the trough where we start to recover. Now, the reason why I tell you these three things is you want to consider when you're doing your time blocking, where you put the actions that you work on. For example... Things that require incredible cognitive ability and focus, maybe it's writing a great Facebook post, maybe it's reading a contract, maybe it's thinking through a problem. That you want to put at the peak time, which is in the morning. In the afternoon, you want to do things that don't require a lot of cognition, like returning routine emails, maybe scrolling Facebook likes, etc. And in the evening, you want to do things that are a little bit higher level, like maybe getting on the phone and having a conversation where you're talking about things that require some critical thinking, but not crazy level critical thinking. So you get the idea, all three of those things. The research is so clear that accidents happen in hospitals, in surgeries uh, in the afternoon. 
people don't get released when they go before a parole board, it goes down by 50% if the person comes before the judge in the afternoon. Kids test scores, they, they did one thing with algebra and they brought algebra into the morning at the school instead of the afternoon. Everything was the same, no selection bias, everything was the same. The scores went up 50% when they put algebra in the morning versus putting it in the afternoon. So you get the idea when you're doing your time blocking, decide what activities you want to put where. So basically don't have surgery in the afternoon. Don't go to jail in the afternoon and make sure your kid does algebra in the morning. That, that was actually pretty amazing. A hundred percent. That is actually a hundred percent. All right. So that's it. I think the overall lesson is make sure that you create your power hour, you include your income producing activities, and you decide the time that you're going to do the activities. That's it for this week. Remember, excuses are over. It's time to live. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.